Hey everyone, and thanks for finding Bebop Banter, the internet's premier anime podcast. My name is Wes. I'm Demetrius. And I'm Saeed. And join us as we talk about anime, manga, video games, and pretty much everything in between. And no matter what the episode's content, we promise that you'll have a good time hanging out with us. Without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to Bebop Banter, the internet's premier gardening podcast, because my neighbor, since we bulk record, is still mowing his lawn. He stopped in the middle of last episode and then decided to start back up. I don't know what's going on with that, but we really aren't about gardening. We're about anime, video games, and everything else that comes to our mind per our description. My name is Wes, and I'm joined by my co-host Demetrius. Lawnmowers are loud. And Saeed. Candles are pretty cool and they smell nice. Wait, what? He said candles. <laughs> candles. Candles. candles okay. smell yeah. I thought I thought he said pianos. I was like, what are you talking about? Yo. That's what it sounded yeah, like on my headset. You saw a video good, of the kid spelling out a word and it, it was like the word was spelling like blue. It said B L U E and the kid goes piano. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, it's but one of those sorry, recording I, sessions. Yeah, I brought up candle because I'm looking at my TV, and I have a candle up top over here. Okay. And then the TV is reflecting the candle. It's kind of nice. Indeed. <laughs> did you get one of the? Did say. you get that good old Bath and Body Works sale on candles? No, I get cheap candles, bro. Bath and Body Works has some expensive candles. Dude, sometimes. you gotta do the. You gotta be you gotta bougie the, to get Bath and Body Works. Hey, that's the only candles I get, bro. Dude, the black I don't know cherry, if I told you guys this, tie. but like. Oh, I heard that one was nice. Uh, it's black tie is seasonal though. It's only New Year's. Yeah, but mm. I don't know if I told you guys this, but I got into candles like heavy. Uh-huh. I, like since welcome about brother, a year ago. Yeah, I started like a year ago. I bought a lot of candles in a year, dude. Dude, you know what's a good one too? Um, if you go to Target, the cedar magnolia one from the lady from HGTV. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, any of the candles from her Magnolia line. They're soy candles instead of wax candles. They're mm. good. They're Interesting. Good. Uh, I also Dang, just found my... I guess my... I'm going to have to try some candles. I did, though. Because, dude, I do get Bath & Body Works, but it can't be expensive. The hot cocoa from Bath & Body Works is also really good. It just smells like chocolate. But um, I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy the occasional diffuser, you know? Those are yeah, I was... Cool. I was just about to say, I actually just found my essential oils diffuser, and I have some ginger mandarin going right now. Nice. Open up, the, open up the nasal passages. If any uh, candle companies out there want to sponsor us, please do. <laughs> Yo. I'm not going to say the name of the, the candles, but if uh, Gwyneth Paltrow wants to send some of those our way. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I won't be too upset. Uh, but I won't say what they're what they're called. That has to be researched, oh, not done by to. us. You don't even have to. Um, but actually, yo, I'm gonna try to segue this because I love having my essential oils diffuser going. In fact, scent is a trigger for a lot of people for different memories. And when I smell the mandarin ginger one, 
I remember because that's when I got heavy into essential oil diffusers. Uh, I remember grinding through over a hundred hours of Dragon Quest Eleven S. Um, love that game, so good. And today we're going to be talking about games in a similar vein uh, to to that. See how I did that? I took the scent and mm-hmm. I put it to uh, put it to veins. Put it to yeah. Yeah. Put it to get to veins, bro. <laughs> put the scent into your veins. And put it, put it all in sheesh, bro. Put it in my veins. Sheesh. But yeah, today after this extended intro that we just talked about gardening and candles and different di- oil diffusers, self care, baby. Uh, we're gonna be talking about games because um we talked about it a little bit last week. Thank you everyone for listening to that pop culture, uh, where we just kind of, kind of caught up, kind of, kind of ranted a little bit about different things. Um talked about some video games there with the oled switch and the steam deck we're not going to talk about that today but we are going to talk about a trend in gaming that we hinted at scalping as well as a trend that kind of started with pokemon cards during quarantine that's being the increased graded prices and has moved to classic video game uh, like vintage video gaming so we're going to kind of just talk about some of the prices that we're seeing, some of the games that are selling for a crazy amount, and then, you know, have a fun little game where we pick classics of our own that we think might be worth something sealed and graded in the future. And, you know, while you're listening, think about what games you think might be the future $1.5 million unopened graded copy of Mario 64. And comment on our Instagram insane. or Twitter insane bro absolutely YouTube, insane. whatever just comment down yeah. below any anywhere that you're anywhere that you're um you're you're enjoying this podcast so take the podcast think about think about a game that you think could be worth something in the future and you know let us know uh but we're going to start off with a topic that i don't think is controversial at all it ties into video games well uh and we touched on it a little bit last week and that is scalpers in particular, I think Demetrius, you and I have both had experiences um, fighting against the scalpers to acquire. Well, you won though. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about with. Um, so I, I did battle the bots. It took me seven tries on BestBuy.com to try to pick up my Switch OLED pre-order because I didn't want the neon color one with the black dock. Because the current Switch, you can get Neon Joy-Con with a black dock. I wanted to get the white one to make it at least feel a little different. Oh, you um, wanted to get the white one, huh? Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're not making it about that this podcast. <laughs> uh, but it took me a little bit. And we can actually talk about uh, some of the ways that these companies are trying to combat scalpers. But when it came to the Xbox and the PlayStation... Demetrius, you and I had a had a, had quite a few different. I mean, different approaches. Like you were able to get it not from scalpers. I was able to get it not from scalpers. But just the fact that we had to try to find ways to get it at retail price, like I can't remember it the last be this way. I can't remember. Was it the Wii the last time a console was like this? And it wasn't even really scalpers with the Wii. It was the casual crowd just bought way higher than the demand unless i'm like incorrectly remembering or don't know but it's I think that sounds about right i mean it was enough for it to be a plot of a gintama episode so i'm pretty sure that's like what happened 
I, I know my parents for Christmas got me a Wii and they had to buy it off of scalpers. But we also lived in Germany, so it was like tough to get a US region Wii there anyways. Mm. But um Yeah, it's Saeed, you talked about it last time. There's a chip shortage right now. Yep. That is making the production slower. So part in part it has to do with like it's harder to make these consoles. But man, the prices of these consoles right now, insane. It's an arm like, and a leg, really. What are they at? I'm curious. I haven't checked in a while. I think the Xbox is, isn't is as high because, the well, the Series S is like not as sought after because it's not super next gen. But the PlayStation is probably still near 1,000 and the Xbox is probably yeah, like still double. in the like, yeah, still Jeez. near like the 800s. Um, it's, it's ridiculous, bro. Like it's, when did these come out last December or last November? Last November, I think like November, 2019. And it's been this long and you can't walk into a store. You can walk into a store. It was 2020, right? 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dude. 20. I feel like we're in 2020 because the actual 2020 was such a void of a year. The void Um, century. The Void Century. You can walk into a store and buy, like, DualSense controller. And, like, next-gen accessories. But there are still signs, bro, at Targets and Walmarts and GameStops. Talking about how they don't have anything in stock. And they don't know when they're going to get stuff in stock. It's... and Not to get off topic, though. But it's a, it's a huge... There's a huge shortage of everything right now. Somebody at work yeah. was telling me they couldn't get an orange shirt. Because people mm-hmm. wear like high vis clothing and they couldn't get it in their size. Yeah, dude. Uh, with Delta variant coming up, uh, like food and stuff is starting to, uh, like spam and different canned foods in certain areas are starting to become hard to find too. Because people are almost getting into the the hoarding type of mode again with stuff. Did so, people not learn from the first time? Come on. <laughs> Bro, I still have a mountain of toilet paper in my garage. So I am set, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yo, he's ready for anything that comes out now, of that end. Now, will that mountain of toilet paper get me the PS5? I don't know. I will say, though, so scalpers, it's been an issue. We kind of touched on it. But places are doing things to combat the idea of scalping. A few days ago, uh, I didn't... Dr- I actually... I knew Amonit wouldn't see it if I put it in our typical group chat, so I actually called him about it, and then uh, that got his attention. Places are doing, like, limited drops of certain consoles. So a few days ago where we were, and I think just nationwide, Best Buy did a PS5 drop. And they were up for a good few minutes, and I had one in the cart, and I was thinking about thinking about pulling the trigger. But, like, limited drops are a thing... Um, Demetrius, you got your PS5 because they make they like make you log in with your PSN or something, right? Yeah, I got it through uh, a connection my brother had. But yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, and like GameStop isn't letting you pre-order certain consoles or like buy them uh, standalone outside of bundles unless you have like the premium membership. The Microsoft Store, you have to log in with your Microsoft account. Best Buy for the Switch OLED pre-order released, like, when you were on their website, they, like, depending, I don't know if there was a virtual queue or something, but it would say, like, please wait, and then every few minutes they would give you the option to click the button 
to try to get it. I think, and that's I think that's what Walmart did too. Like they would yeah. release it in waves. Yep, Walmart would put I the time. Like, they'd be like, it's back at three ten. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it's almost to the point where you kind of have to combat it, like concert tickets. Yeah, like yep. when they when they go out, you it automatically cues a line, and you cannot skip and all that other stuff. You literally are just in line until you get the tickets. Mm-hmm. It's almost to that point. Yeah, it's. Especially so with like my BTS tickets. True, Said, how's that going? Tickets. I was doing my research weeks in advance for that. That's what you gotta do now, though, for like these consoles yeah. is like figure out when pre-orders are coming, what time pre-orders are coming, like what websites you're about to go to because quarantine and everything, gaming shot up in value yeah. for people. Because oh, what yeah. else are you gonna do inside? That that's um, a that's a great I guess theme of this whole episode I guess is quarantine and its effect on like what what's been happening with not just uh, these uh, I guess scalpers but also when we're going to get into the pricing of retro games and just the gaming industry in general the demand yeah, of went up this is a little bit high. of a shift big time and I think it's I think it's important to also note like scalping wasn't just and isn't just on gaming the right. perhaps start of all of this came from one of the in normie in the view of the normies one of the most unlikely places but in the view of the people like us that follow the trends something that was going to happen and that was pokemon cards <laughs> um good god bro saeed there's the store that we went to a couple times the guild they'd be charging mm-hmm. 16 dollars a pack for pokemon cards mm-hmm uh, that's not wait, even, what are uh, they? Wait, what scalpers? are they normally? Three ninety nine. Oh my gosh! Oh, and th- and these are like, I don't want to say mom and pop stores, but like your local stores, charging this much extra because people are buying them, bro. Because it's like a four hundred percent increase. Yeah, because uh, this is a. It's almost a conversation. It's slightly related. Said, I think you'll agree to me. Agree with me this though. The social media aspect really drove pokemon cards crazy for sure when you when you had all of the like non-traditional and by non-traditional i mean like not traditionally in the pokemon community youtubers start opening pokemon cards and YouTubers opening the floodgates and Twitch streamers like yep. I, I was watching a, a lot of twitch when that was going on and i'm not gonna lie those are some really fun live streams to watch those pokemon oh pokemon of course yeah they were they were awesome but man but quarantine, that for sure is the reason why this happened yeah like quarantine combined with supply chain issues and combined with millions of new people trying to get into pokemon really blew that up price i mean just millions of people being stuck inside yeah. yeah, and people, the thing is, people don't realize, of course, there's been a lot of people affected negatively financially, but a good chunk of the population hasn't been able to spend as much as they usually do, so they yep. have a lot of money just saved up, Yep. and that's why the demand is high, and people are willing to pay that price. Like, if the people mm-hmm. weren't willing to pay the price, these prices wouldn't be this high. Yep, because what yep. ended up happening with Freaking Pokemon gas. Cars, Gas is oh. high again. Oh my Yo, god! All right, all right. So I gas up at 
I guess up at Costco, they keep the cost low. Yo, good guy. Yeah, true. Me too. Uh, premium, because my car takes premium, is two ninety nine a gallon. Um, here cheap. at least where he, where we are for premium, which isn't bad. My family in California, bro, it's six dollars a gallon. Oh my what, god, six dollars! My oh aunt my has god. a my aunt has like a Lexus that has the like a ten or eleven gallon capacity tank. She says it's sixty dollars to fill her car up. No, Ooh. thank you. Couldn't be me. But, yeah, yeah, that's rough. Uh, but yeah. Uh, with Pokemon, because this is actually a good thing to transition to the video game side of things, because uh, we're now seeing something similar happen. A lot of people like hopped into Pokemon, started opening packs, pulling rare cards, and then a lot of people started taking it the next step further into a realm that was traditionally only for the collector, and not like in a gatekeeping way, but in a way that people only were willing to really spend the money if you were truly a collector, and that's the grading aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Like getting PSA or Beckett or someone to grade your card, like based off of the quality of the print, the centering, the edge wear, if there are any lines on it, um, can vastly increase the price of your card. By you the way, grading like, apparently has gotten a lot stricter. Yeah, it's gotten a lot year. stricter, and it's getting, like, I don't think. Like PSA might not even be accepting cards to PSA a certain extent. PSA is backed up. Is very backed yeah. up. Super because backed what happened? Up. Wait, what is what, what happened? Is PSA. So PSA, that's the big company. Yeah, that grades right? the cards. Mm, yeah. Okay. So and they for just example, bought Wada. By the way, Wada is. Uh, we're going to talk about this oh, a little did later. They? Yeah, Wada is the company that grades. One of the companies that grades boxes. I know Wada is one company, and another company that grades boxes is VGA. The only reason I, I know so Wawa. much about this is because I'm big into a Twitch streamer named Miskiff. And uh, he's been about the box stuff for years now. Yeah. So he was ahead of the game with that stuff. So And he mm-hmm. talks about boxes and stuff sometimes. But, so yeah, yeah, just to like illustrate for people that don't know the grading thing. For my birthday, uh, 2019, good friends of the show, uh, Turek and Brett went ahead and they got me a PSA 10, which is the highest you can get, Charizard EX from Pokemon Evolutions. Loose, the card is like maybe a $10 card. Back in 2019, I don't know how much it was like. Loose, ungraded. But they 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 were good they were good friends and they split it and I think it was around 100 for the PSA 10. So, that that goes to show you kind of the jump in if you have a loose card and then if you get it graded and it ends up being like a nine or a ten, like let's say ten to ten bucks to a hundred bucks or whatever that ends up being. Twenty twenty after the big Pokemon jump, that PSA ten Charizard they got me was on eBay for a bit near four hundred dollars. Jeez. Oh my gosh. So not I would never sell it. It's a prized possession of mine. But just that jump in price. Like, there were PSA 10 cards that I was thinking about getting that were, like, 30 bucks that ended up being low to mid $100 area, not five months later. So what ended up happening, like Saeed said, Stonks, is people started... Man. Yeah, they started getting these really expensive cards. They started sending it in to get graded. Uh, and then they started trying to turn profits, which is why Pokemon cards just exploded in value because if you get your Chase card and you get it graded really rare... Uh, or depending on the card, not even graded, you can turn a profit on it. 
and that led to the mass amount of scalping. And now that seems to have bled a little bit over into the video game arena. Specifically Nintendo, especially Nintendo 64 boxes. Yeah, Nintendo 64. Like what they did with just recently with All Stars, the 3D All Stars game, it was only yep. a limited run. Mm-hmm. And right. th- those will go up in price. I know people were trying to scalp them on eBay. We talked extensively about it. If you wanted the game, buy it because they weren't going to sell it come March. Uh, people are trying to scalp them like near 200. I think there are a couple still at that price point, but you can buy 3D All Stars for like maybe a little over MSRP on eBay. It'll go up eventually. But yeah. the big news, and I've seen headlines talking about why it might be a little sketchy, whatever. Super Mario 64, a 9.8 out of 10, just sold. Graded, again, like the Pokemon first cards. Edition. Getting not, first not, edition. Yeah. First edition, unopened, graded, just sold for $1.5 million. You know what's wild? I watched it live with the, with Mizkif. He was streaming. Did you? And, yeah. Wow. It was insane. He was freaking out. This is a side tangent, but... He bought that box two years ago, but he didn't. the The version he bought it was qualified scaled, and that means that it was a pre opened box or something like that. So he got ripped off basically. But he was saying like back then he could have bought it for nine thousand dollars. That same box Oof. two years wow. ago, and now it's like one point five million dollars now. Oh <laughs> yeah, my insane. Because he also had a Super Smash Bros. box. Uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers first edition graded really high in his box according to what happened on that live stream the auction that box went for like $140,000 and he bought it for $20,000 or $30,000 two months ago nuts didn't I see Halo like an unopened original Halo was just like five to six hundred thousand or whatever like graded really highly I think it was. I, don't know, I thought it was five thousand, or five five thousand or six thousand. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. yeah, It was yeah, yeah. it was some insane That's number. I'm looking up real quick just to fact check. But which begs the yeah, question: it, What's going to happen to some of these other games? Yeah. So this was actually like a big, th- and this is what almost triggered us doing this podcast. Like we wanted to give a background on scalping. We wanted to give a background on the rise of Pokemon cards to ultimately lead us to this thought because you look at some of these games that are selling really really highly right like say you said a lot of them are nintendo games because um that's like nintendo 64 is a nostalgic thing for a lot of people right Mm -hmm. like legend of zelda sold like ocarina of time sold for a lot majora's mask sold for a lot iconic ips too yeah um Mm -hmm. What was it? Mario 64 was the 1.5 million. But what games, and this is the discussion part of this podcast that we're really excited to do, what games nowadays are going to be those games that people look back on and are like, yes, that is, like, once the generation, like, for us, right, the people that are spending this crazy amount of money, they grew up with the N64. That's why it's such an important thing for them. Like, the people with money that have the ability to spend $1.5 million on Super Mario 64. Like, that's the game they remember as a child, and now they have the most perfect, only one-of-its-kind copy in the world. Which games are kids growing up with now 
that will be that game, you know? Like I don't know about now, but I guess for our generation, once we get to, I guess, that status, it would probably be, in my opinion, one of them would be Super Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, M- Melee and then the DS uh, Pokemon games, possibly. Mm, the Diamond, uh, Pearl... And, uh, Even maybe Ruby Sapphire, right? Ruby Sapphire is pretty expensive. Ruby right Sapphire, now. big one, yeah. It's like yeah. Emerald like, uh, is super expensive like right now. Six, like eight thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. Really? So, ah. Yeah. I wish, I wish I kept them, dude. This is, it's, it's, it's also, a, it's also like, very speculative, like with stocks. But like, what games should you buy, and keep, like, buy an unopened copy, uh, an unopened and get copy, and keep keep perfectly people always talk about that uh we talked about this a little bit in the chat so just throwing a couple games out there that i think are going to be call of duty modern warfare 2 i'm saying yeah, it. Mod- modern mm-hmm. warfare slash modern warfare 2 the original last of us on ps3 mm-hmm. because you could you could have like the remaster right oh yeah but all these all have these... to be like original that's the thing original. about the Nintendo thing the the super expensive boxes are the boxes that were being sold before the sales reached a million because after a million the box art changes a little there's like a little badge added yeah for the nintendo 64 games so these specific boxes are super expensive they're like super rare yeah so i think Hmm. first run first run of the last of us on playstation 3 not like the remaster right the og last of us on ps3 i feel like could be big uh, Uncharted, and, and maybe Uncharted, the very first one. Uh, in that regard, too, I feel like if we're talking about a set, if you get the OG Last of Us on PS3 graded in very good condition, sealed, and then Last of Us Part Two on PS4 graded in very good condition, sealed, and if they do a Last of Us Part Three graded, like if you have the entire set graded of Last of Us, I feel like that's going to be a huge money money set. Yeah, I feel like um. What is that original game? Uh, one of the original. I'm thinking like PlayStation, the first PlayStation. Maybe Spyro. Spyro, Potentially. yeah. Like uh, Crash Bandicoot, things like that. Jack and Daxter, like, maybe. Uh, from this current gen, I think Breath of the Wild is gonna be a big one. I I'm a big proponent of that as a Zelda and Nintendo fan. Like that's just again, the IP, like a sealed Zelda game. Right. Is probably going... That's graded highly. Um, but as we were thinking about this, and this is an interesting thing for your, for your guys' uh, opinions on. So we were, we were briefly, and I'm sure we'll discuss a few more before this podcast is over, talking about like our generation. But this current generation, the big games are those free-to-play online, not necessarily physical copy games. Right. Like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Like how many physical copies of Fortnite? like and i'm not saying this in like a, there aren't any there are a lot of physical editions of fortnite out there they just have the download code and like some dlc like there's the joker edition of fortnite there's like some winter edition of fortnite that aren't necessarily the games but so it's like, like world of warcraft Back- yeah like is, yeah. Yeah. is there a is there a world where more so than pokemon cards video game grading almost ends at a certain generation because of the digital era you know 
Like, Pokemon cards are never going to go full digital for Pokemon cards, even though they try with Pokemon TCGO. But video games, like, you're getting to a point where physical games aren't becoming as rare. So you might see some games skyrocketing in price. Be, yeah, Nintendo's probably going to be the yeah. last bastion of that. Yeah. I just think it would... So, I just think it would amplify it. Like, you're going to see a skyrocket in some of those prices because there are only a few that are physical. Yeah. Right. That actually might be in disc or insertable format. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's partially why, like, even though all my games are opened on Switch and shit, uh, I want to keep it because who knows how long... This is almost a discussion, again, of just the the way gaming is going like i want to keep physical i like having it on my shelf i like having the ownership of it being on a cartridge there but Mm -hmm. we're quickly approaching a time where digital games are going to take over look at the two major companies having digital only systems and then streaming will become a thing where people don't even really own the games like they're not physically or like locally saved on your hardware so it's going right. to be very, it's going to be interesting. You know what, uh, what stuff besides the games themselves, like pristine condition box on open, like the, the consoles. If you have the consoles, oh, are going to be super expensive. Oh, super highly expensive. Sought after. Especially. Because how many, how many used consoles can you find out there from a GameStop compared to like, like how many inbox Wii's, unopened inbox right, Wii's exactly can you find? that's exactly what I was thinking. Something like that would probably go for a lot of money in a few years. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it'll definitely I go for a lot of money. Like, I don't know how much he paid for it. He said he paid a crazy amount for it, and I wouldn't be surprised. But I follow this guy because of Dokkan Battle <laughs> on YouTube named Nanogenics, and he has a um, he has a tech channel. And on his tech channel, he recently bought an unopened, and then he opened it. He was like, "I'm gonna regret opening it," but he bought an unopened. Um original xbox like Damn. the very first xbox why would you open it he sealed up. unopened he goofed and he opened it he opened it for the youtube channel and i was like he was he even like i shouldn't be opening this and i was like oh you shouldn't you shouldn't be opening it you goofed imagine an unopened ps2 or ps1 dude Yo. dude the collectors the people that want that they'll pay top dollar for it they will and a lot so of what these you're rich saying, people that grew up in our generation, they'll pay for it. They don't care. And what's what's actually uh, different than what I was just about to say, because I've been getting into the retro games, and that's partially what fueled me asking if we'd record this episode. Um, I've been looking into getting one of those Game Boy Micros. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? It They're came out, out at the same the Zelda time. Edition, aren't they? That's probably something that might not might that's get that's. Tool. That's the um that's the game and watch. I have the Mario one. Oh right. I'm flashing it on the camera right here. Oh. Um I got the Mario one. I'm definitely going to get the Zelda one. They have a few at the Target uh near us, Said, if you'd be interested in getting one keeping it unopened. Oh true. The box is actually I'm sh- I'm flashing the box to the boys now. The box is actually like oh, nice. kind of dope and then you take it off and it's the OG game and watch box. It's nice. pretty. That's it's cool. Pretty it's sick. like nice and gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I was looking at the Game Boy Micros, which were about the same size as a little smaller than the Game and Watch, uh, and it came out around the same size time as the DS, and those things are selling for like mid hundreds mm-hmm. for them. Mm. 
so now we're getting to the point where like Game Boy, essentially a Game Boy Advance, is maintaining or rising in price because it all comes down to what group of people uh, are highly, at the age where they do like spend. Game Boy Advance unopened, it goes for thousands. Yeah. Mm. And think of the library too of like the Game Boy again. People our age grew up with the Game Boy Advance. Now don't mind spending two hundred, three hundred. $400 on certain Game Boy games and then thousands of dollars on like a pristine condition Game Boy Advance. It's nuts. There's in the library of games is insane like you guys are saying. Yeah. There's so many of those games. Right. And that are all good like, memories. And who we talked about who it. Who in the right mind has these things in like pristine condition too? Yeah, that literally that literally just put it on a shelf and say this will be worth so much in 10 years like especially as a kid. There. Especially as a kid, you open that box up, you brutalize that Game Boy Advance <laughs> game box, just crush it open, get the cartridge I have out, all toss my DS uh, uh, Pokemon games, all their boxes still, but they're open yeah, obviously because I, I played them. They, they're open, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish I kept. I had a pretty sizable because I never traded games in up until junior year or sophomore year in high school. And I went to a GameStop and I traded like my Wii, my Wii games, my DS, my DS games, my Game Boy, my Game Boy stuff. Got like a few thousand dollars from GameStop. Coasted off a couple years on trading credit. But I like wish I kept some of that. Like right now, I have a like just trying to build up a collection. Kind of like how Saeed said he has the the Game Boy games from DS. Like I have... uh, in the Japanese versions of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Green, oh, right, complete right, in right, box. Right. Hey, we were oh, ahead man. of the we were ahead of the curve then too. This yeah. was like three, four years ago. Yeah, I got Chrono Trigger from the you Super Famicom. Steal, honestly, the Japanese those version. things that you have now, they're probably a yeah, lot I think more I, expensive. Didn't you get those at Otacon? Yeah. Yeah, I got them at the convention for like sixty to seventy bucks each. Which is cheap. I, That's pretty good. Knowing what I know now, if I saw that right now, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm interested in when i go back to a convention i wanted the last convention we were at and saeed you saw me i wanted to get gold and silver gold silver and crystal and have the game boy and game boy color collection of pokemon fun fact Um, crystal is the rarest pokemon game to exist yeah it's It's tough to get very little yeah it's sold very little apparently the i have it you know dimitri says i have it (laughs) yeah i was like dude i have it silver it's open though the, the third games are always, like, they, they produce the least of them. Yeah. So Emerald the is really ones. expensive. Yeah, Emerald is more expensive than Ruby and Sapphire type thing. Yo, Emerald was fun, though. Oh, it yeah. was. So really I'm, was I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see these booths at conventions that sell these retro games to see the price disparity between how it used to be when I picked up Pokemon Red for 60 bucks, complete in box with the manual and everything. Versus now, you know what I mean. Original right, I Final Fantasy VII, gonna sell oh. like crazy on PS One. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's there's it's retro games for me is getting to the point, and again, it's why I'm keeping all of my Switch stuff and why I want to buy as much as I can physical, even if I don't necessarily play them right away. Uh, you never know. <laughs> nice save. I heard that. Nice save. You know, you never know what is going to go up in value and when this is going to crash right Mm -hmm. and we're not saying to go out and buy two copies of something and keep one sealed or whatever yeah but 
at the same time, it's just been we had to talk about it. It's just ridiculous seeing. Yeah, my recommendation is to anybody that's thinking about making a quick buck, don't get into it. You'll probably crash and burn. But if you're mm-hmm. if it's your hobby, then I'll go for it. If you don't mind not selling it, then why wouldn't you get it or get yeah. into it? Yeah, a lot of because these things are really cool to have just for display purposes or decoration because yep. they're they're really cool to look at. They're really nice covers and packaging. Right. So just Piece of history. decorate the, decorate decorate your space with it. Yeah, the streamer yeah. the the Miskif guy I was talking about, uh that's what he he's been doing. He's been collecting boxes and people keep always asking if he's ever gonna sell them. He's like, No, I'm never ever gonna sell these. Even if they get to like a point where he has over thirty boxes graded a high grade uh in his wall right now he has a wall of the 30 boxes is estimated to be about five hundred thousand dollars and he he made a crazy he made a crazy profit on them so far but he says he's never going to sell them even if they get to like millions and millions yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely like good (laughs) true people crazy yeah it's it's cool to have like Kind of like what I mentioned with this Charizard that my buddies got me for my birthday. Kind of like what Saeed was talking about with Miskiff. Like, yes, you there's a chance you're going to make money in the future. But with it's card cool collecting, knowing something you have does is expensive. That's kind of a nice thing to know too. Yeah, it has, yeah. has the value. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, there's like also like the sentimental value piece of it too, though. Yeah, right, hundred percent. Like, I don't. I mentioned it. I saw how much this Charizard my buddies got me was. But never in a million years would I think about selling it. I'm telling you, if I was a multimillionaire, I'd be buying boxes too. I'm not going to lie. Like if I had money, <laughs> to, be buying money it for whatever. to throw Boom. around, I might as well get the all the games I used to play, like pristine condition, unopened. Yeah, nostalgia. The 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 theme, the ultimate lesson from this episode is nostalgia sells, bro. Oh yes. Yo, they they and... do this all the time though. They're like, oh, let's remaster these games. Yep. Put it in a trilogy yep. set and put a mm-hmm. smack in HD on it and say, guess what? People are going to buy this. And they do. It's tr- it's true. And people pick it up. People people will complain that it'll be a collection barely HD remastered and really just being emulated. And then they'll buy it. Yeah, Mario yeah they'll be like, All-Stars dang, Switch. this game is $60. They didn't do anything. And it's in their cart already. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't need whatever new game console like iterative upgrade Yo, or that, that hd the, remaster nintendo should come out with one thing like one game like, i don't know if a cartridge or a downloadable thing where it has all the pokemon games in it at Yo, least that was rumored game boy colored so i guess game boy advance all those games that that sounds like that thing. giant rumor when they were trying to like yeah. people were, were saying, "Oh, they're gonna make a Pokemon game with all the regions." No, no, no. I don't mean. Yeah. I don't necessarily mean with all the regions. I mean like, like one game that where you can click, you click on it, you see red, blue, yellow, gold. Silver. No, that was that was a rumor because mm-hmm. it's the twenty fifth. It's the twenty fifth anniversary of Pokemon. The only projects that we know that they had were. Like some music collabs, and then new Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and Pokemon Legends Arceus, and then some card, like commemorative card stuff that's pretty cool, and some other merch. But there was a rumor saying there was going to be what was it, Pokemon Master Collection, that had the Game Boy and DS ones on it, 
similar oh. to the collection of oh Mono. my gosh that was so like hot repackaging cakes. something like that and saying selling it for 40 or 60 dollars people will do it yeah i'd mm-hmm. buy it i would too because yeah, if i could play on the switch like those old games why wouldn't i yeah i'd be like why wouldn't i yep especially the it's... the older pokemon games that were actually more difficult yeah. yeah, I've been missing, mm-hmm. like we've been saying, the Sprite Pokemon experience. If I could play that that's, on the Switch, come on now. That's like when they came out on the DS, on the 3DS, they came out and released Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold, Silver, Crystal. Yep, and you exactly. could just download it. Yeah. It was and like it sold bucks, like though. crazy. Those were like 10 bucks each, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was 10 bucks each. And people were people were picking them up. I bought it, it's, I think. I'm pretty sure I got one. I, yeah, yeah sure. I got it. I I have red no, I don't and think I crystal on my I have red and crystal on my DS. I nuzlocked both of them. Um, but no, Demetrius, you know I've been talking about and Nintendo specifically for this. There are games that should be released that just we don't understand why they're not. Wii Sports on the Switch. Oh would my sell gosh, it's gonna like sell like crazy. Slap online on Wii Sports on the Switch. Don't even change the graphics or anything. Just <laughs> just do it. Yeah, but Nintendo, I mean the please. best, the best-selling game on the best-selling console of that generation, uh, on the current best-selling console doesn't make sense, bro. Why would you ever do that? It's a missed opportunity. Now I wonder me. how much that would be interesting to see because Wii Sports is consider it's the best-selling game of that like on the Wii and of that generation because it was bundled with the Wii. Like I don't know if that fully counts. But that's yeah. that's what that's what it's called. But I wonder, like, if you get an unopened Wii, it comes with an unopened Wii Sports. So, like, I imagine that's that's nuts. That's, that's nuts uh, when it comes to pricing. One but- thing, one thing I haven't seen though, and, and that I'm curious about is not only consoles and games, but controllers. Like Nintendo has one oh, of true. the most unique oh, yeah. controller setups. Those do go for a pretty penny as well. I know people really like the they people really like to get the to the point where they remade it, the original Xbox controller, that huge one. Yeah. The chunky monkey. Yeah. The Duke. The most I think is what they insane, call it. like hardest controller I ever used. No, that's a lie. N sixty four was kind of tricky as well when I was a little kid, yeah, especially with a kid. Like you're trying to yeah your <laughs> yeah. your hands are tiny. Like, what's this, like, what's this hold, third thing this? in the middle? Yeah, you know? like, which part do well, I, I hold? That's still by far my favorite control design. Just by the aesthetically N64. looking at yeah, it, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. people buy. You look by at the it, way, like, N64 hmm. came in in a multitude of different colors. It, it, yeah, people collect those mm. too. Hmm. Yo, I tried to get an undergrad at good old VMI where I went. Uh, I knew somebody that had the Pikachu N64, and oh. I tried to get him to sell it to me so hard I every have it. year. It's in my closet. <laughs> Saeed's Yo, like, Saeed's got everything in his closet. I have two PS1s in my closet as well. And a bunch Yo. of PS1 games in my closet. Oh my gosh. Oh boy, DM us and we might sell one to you to fund our <laughs> podcast costs. <Is> it... <laughs> oh, Just kidding. Wow. Man, Where hey Pikachu, I? No. I, I remember when I bought it. We went to Toys R Us and it was on sale. We got Rest it for 50 in peace. bucks. We got it for 50 Dude, you bucks. remember the game sections in Toys R Us? Yeah. I hate the to cut you off. The game section was awesome. There was like a little mini uh, metal detector to go into them. Uh huh. And they were all, it was just rows of games in the little plastic cases, bro. Yeah. My Shout dad used to work at Circuit City. That's a throwback when that used to be a thing. Oh, that's it a, was a like huge a throwback. Thing. 
Rest yeah. in peace to Circuit City. My dad City. used to work at Circuit City. I used to go to work with him sometimes. And we just play. We just go to the game section and just play games. That, that's like my childhood memories over there. Man. Yo. And since my dad worked it's... there, he got discounts and stuff. I used to get games almost every week. I, that's why my catalog for PS1 games is so big. Dang. But how many of them have you played? Metal Sony? Gear Solid. I played every single one of them. Oh, there we go. There we I'm go. Tell, I used game. to be a gamer. I used to play a lot of games, but I, I'm not gonna say I beat them all because I was a kid and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I didn't want to read stuck anything. In the house in Pokemon Crystal. Yeah, it took me two hours to figure out how to leave the house in Pokemon. <laughs> and that, that's how dumb I was too. I bought the Game Boy Advance. That was my first handheld system, and I bought a Game Boy Color game for it. The first game I got was a Crystal Game Boy Color game for the Game Boy Advance. I mean, hey, it'd be like that. Sometimes it'd it be like just that. happens, you know? Yeah. But see, this whole, what we've just been talking about the last couple minutes as we wrap this up here is why gaming has gone up in price. Because we're just, everyone has a memory tied to a game, a console, a controller, the way that you, like you said, the way you see an N64 controller, the way you feel seeing the original PlayStation or the DualShock. Like, it's it's a different form of media that people that grew up with the original like as gaming was coming out to fruition mm-hmm. to the popularity that it is Back are now able were to oppressed. buy into it true yeah. bro gamers rise up how, how i got my pokemon rise up. blue i had a juice box in the seventh when i was seven years old in i think first or second grade and my friend really wanted my juice box and i was like I'll trade it to you for your Pokemon Blue. And he said yes. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> Yo, if, if that was me, if I was my mom would have been calling up your parents. She would have been like, Yo, give me my son's game back. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Nah, you no. Not that's still the biggest, exchange. best business move I've ever made in my life. <laughs> what a profit, bro. What a profit. Dang. But yeah, it's just. The nostalgia behind everything. So, we posed a question earlier in the episode. What modern or game from your childhood, if you're younger, game, do you think is going to be that Mario 64, Halo Combat Evolved, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, like, seminal game that would, if you get it graded really well, sells for a lot because of the nostalgia so comment wherever you're listening to us watching us with what game you think that could be we threw out a couple with zelda uh, uncharted last of us the pokemon potentially games. some of the mario collections the pokemon, pokemon games. games but comment with sure. what you think could hold value uh comment with what game might be the most sentimental to you what game you have uh memories with uh saeed has his Trading a juice box for Pokemon Blue memory. Galaxy brain uh, moves. I met one of my best friends from buying Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess at the same time as him, and we just decided to get one copy. Oh, that's and another thing this generation doesn't know about is game releases, the midnight game release lines and stuff. Oh, that yeah, was well, something else. Oh, yeah, that was dude. Going to a GameStop at like. If you didn't get there a couple hours beforehand, you're in the back of the line. I remember Pokemon... Dude, I was trying to wrap it up, but here's <laughs> here's a couple more stories. Dude, Pokemon Sun and Moon came out, and in my mind, right, I was like... Because when X and Y came out in undergrad, 
I was I just Amazoned it to my place, right? Like at at VMI, no big deal. When Sun and Moon came out, and I was in law school, and I had the opportunity to actually go to a GameStop and buy it, my memories were of the high school because military school you can't really go out. So my memories were of high school midnight releases. So when I tried to go to this Pokemon midnight release and there wasn't really a line, it blew my mind, bro. Like, it's a thing of the past. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. All these people downloading their games. All these people shipping their games to their house. I'm not saying I'm trying to go back to midnight releases. Because being able to go to work and come back and have the game just be on my uh, in my mailbox is nice. But... Gaming is different nowadays. So what do you guys, you listeners, think that gaming and game collecting will look like in the future? With that being said, my name was Wes. This was Demetrius and Saeed. We have some more uh, anime-themed topics coming up, but there was a lot of video game stuff to come out in the last couple weeks that we had to talk about. So we'll get back to anime here in a bit. But we just wanted to discuss our thoughts. You guys know what to hit on. To be continued. Bebop don't stop. Peace.